You're listening to a session of Come Celebrate, hosted by the Bay Christian Family Church. Praise God as you see that open your Bible at Joshua chapter 1. Joshua has just been called into his office. You must understand this young man has grown up in Egypt. All he knew was slavery and and, and, and oppression and being hurt. He knew about a God because his forefathers would talk to them about it, but they never saw the power of God. They never saw God in motion. They just knew they came from a God, from a man called Abraham, Isaac, and they are now descendants of that. But where is this God? It's just really Bible lessons for him. And then this man comes into town, a most powerful man, and just walks in and walks straight up to the most powerful political leader of the time, uh, an oppressive man, an evil man, a vile man, and he walks straight up into his face and says, let my people go. And the man hardens his heart and says, it's not going to happen. I got to just see Joshua going, <laughs> I didn't expect anything less. But then all of a sudden things start to happen. Every time this man says something's going to happen, it happened. And a pharaoh buckled at his knees. And then he braced himself and came back. And once again, this man went up to him and he spoke. And what he said happened. Amazing, crazy things. And then eventually, through the power of God, he gets his people to go. And he leaves. And as they go on their journey, they come across a Red Sea. And there's the Egyptians coming with their horses and their chariots and Joshua thinking, we're all going to die today. This young man thinks, what has this guy done? Just like the rest of them. What, what happened? What are you bringing us out here to die? And this man lifts up his staff and there's a wind and a blowing and a churning of water and waves and a noise and all of a sudden, there's a highway through the middle of a sea. What kind of man is this? And they walk through and the sea closes behind them. And as they go through the desert, I mean, now what they're going to drink? He walks up to a rock and he speaks to the thing and next moment water's coming out of it. Now what are we going to eat? Don't worry. He speaks to the air and birds come flying. Millions of birds, millions of birds. What are we going to eat? Let's pray. Next moment, the heavens open and angel food comes raining down on them. And then God wants to visit with his people. And he sets it up. And by the time they're ready to go up there, the mountain is alive and it's power and there's fire and there's glory. And everybody else runs in fear. This man walks up into the face of God. This young man, Josh, is watching this. What kind of man is this? He stays close to him. And everybody else is running away. He was just a heartbeat away. He wanted to watch this man. Why is he different? God speaks to him as a friend. He comes down from the mountain and you can't even look at the man. The glory is so powerful on him. 
carries an authority. People try and speak against that authority. It says it's not for me to answer. Let God answer. Let's gather together. And they together, next moment. And the earth opens. Whoa. Straight to hell. Do not pass go. Do not collect 200. Okay, we know who's in charge. This man walks with a boldness and an authority. The day comes when they have to enter in and you know what happened. He misrepresented God and as a result was not permitted to go in. He could see it, but he knew his time was over. And the man's a passing. And God turns to Joshua, this young man. He says, Moses, my servant, is dead. You're the man. I t- I, <laughs> can you imagine that kind of call? His knees are starting to have fellowship. I mean, he is shaking and... Uh, how, how, uh, me, I, uh, uh, Moses, yes, that's, that's Moses. You want me to take these three million Jews across that river? God says, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Moses wasn't Moses because he's Moses. He's Moses because he knows his God. There was no pressure on him. God says in verse 7, I'm with you, but there is your part to play. Be strong, And very courageous. Be strong and very courageous. Why? Because you're going to face a lot of enemies. You're going to show courage against those enemies. No. God doesn't even mention the enemies. He says, be strong and very courageous so that... You can observe to do everything I told Moses. The courage is not in facing the enemy. The courage is in knowing if God spoke, you don't even care about the enemy. Oh, come on, you got to give Jesus praise. If you get a hold of this family... God's not saying you're going to face big enemies. Now you need to have courage to look them in the face. No, you need to be courageous to know that if I'm your God, you don't even think about your enemy. How could a young shepherd boy who's raised and only knows sheep and playing a harp, his 
His son, his brothers are raised as mighty warriors. They the fighters, they geared up, they've trained for this. And by the time he gets to the battlefield, they are all scampering in their their foxholes. They're nervous and scared. They're in their tents like that's going to help them. And they're all world nervous. Who's this guy? And David walks up and he stands there and says, Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? And they're like, whoa, just now he hears you. Where did David get that? He's not strong. He's not powerful. He's not a warrior. But he knows his God. He has seen his God. He knows when God said, if he said, I'm for you, who's against you? Who can be against you? Well, if God's for me, who includes a lion? It includes a bear. And so when that lion came and he like, bam, and he hits that lion and knocked him out clean, kills the thing with his fist. What kind of man does that? He knows he's gone. He knows he's gone. Strong, courageous to obey God's word. If God has spoken, I believe it. How many believe all things are possible? Why do we use the word can't then? Why is it that we think, well, you know, all things are possible, but, you know, he has a bracket area. I truly believe if God said all things are possible, that means all things are possible. He did not put brackets there. God's giving him this instruction. It's going to take courage to observe the word. But if you can do that, Don't turn from it to the right hand or to the left. And you will prosper wherever you go. Now I've said this many times before, but I need to just clarify it here before we move on that we make sure we understand where we're going. Prosperity does not mean that you will now have a million rand wherever you go. Money is an aspect of prosperity. But prosperity in its mind purest Bible definition, understanding and outlook on it is that if God gives me an instruction to do, I have everything necessary to carry it out. Whatever that is. Spirit, soul, body, relationships, and finances. Prosperity in every area of your life. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. If God says go, I don't have to first check bank account. If God says go, I don't have to see who's with me. If God says go, I don't know. No, if God says go, I'm up and I'm running before I even get there. See, that's what Joshua understood. By the time he came to the river to cross it, I mean, he just, he, he said, well, how did Moses do it? God says, cross the river. Okay, get the Ark of the Covenant, let's go. And they start walking. And it was different. With Moses, the Bible says, the water opened, they crossed on dry land. In the Joshua's account, it says, the priest's feet went into the water. Now, this is my opinion. If you like it, keep it. If you don't, we can still be friends. But I like to see this, is if the Bible says the feet were in the water, that means it didn't open 
until they were activating. They were walking, and I can just imagine, you know, the priest going as they walk, getting deeper and deeper, and they're thinking, any time now, any time now, you know, and they're walking, walking, they get the ark up there now, and they're walking. Next moment, and there it opened. See, sometimes there's an action to faith. God has given his word. And we waiting on God and wondering when God's going to move. But there is power in the word. But that word lying in your Bible on your coffee table doesn't have the power. The power is in the activation of that word. You wonder why that Jordan River was so muddy? Every time a prophet came near it, that thing had to split somewhere. I mean, that water didn't know which way to go. <laughs> because men knew that if God said go across, we walk and it will open. If God moved with this man, my father in the faith, where is the God of Elijah? <clears throat> Let's do this. And God was obligated. He's obligated himself. To oversee that word. Stop waiting when then we can. If then we can. I can't when. Uh, look at all those people. God how come you're doing it for them and not for me? Cross your river. Move. Activate. Your faith. Do what I'm telling you to do. Verse 8, this book of the law doesn't depart from your mouth. You keep that on your lips. You don't say anything else. You heard this morning from Pastor Wellington. If you say anything that violates the word, that is a lie. How do you define a lie? A lie is something that violates God's word. It's not just an untruth. It's anything that violates God's word. How dare I say that God gave me the sickness to teach me a lesson when it cost him the blood of his son on that cross that he bore every sickness and he carried every disease and he destroyed it in his resurrection by his stripes. You have been healed. How dare I say I'm sick. Keep the word on your lips. You meditate it day and night, observe to do, activate all that is written in it. Then, then, then you will have good success. You will be prosperous and you will have good success. Notice God didn't say, I will make you prosperous. Don't worry, Joshua, as I was with Moses, I'm with you. I'll keep you prosperous. He didn't say that. He says, I've given you the same word, but you're going to have to do like Moses. And that is whenever you have a word from God, that you put that word into action. You walk in it. And if you're walking in that word, the word has within it the full power to bring to pass what God intended for it to bring to pass. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8. My thoughts are not your thoughts, and my ways are not your ways. Now, if God stopped there, Joshua would have been in trouble. 
So when we start talking like God, we start speaking like God, we start saying, this is what we, you know, God, we created in God's image. People say, oh no, you're just bringing God down to your level. No, 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 no. He's taking us up to His level. You see, this is where evolution has lied to us. We think it started in the garden bad and now things are getting better and better and better. No, when God created this thing, it was in perfection. Everything was working. Everything was successful. Everything was managed. Life was glorious. It was amazing. And God puts his king in the earth and crowns him with glory. And he says, now you rule and you have dominion. And if Adam never failed, he'd still be alive today. And all of creation would be working in synergy, working the perfect way with God. It was in the curse that we fell and fell lower. And now in the destruction, God said, now I will send my son and he'll come and get it back. So God's ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And he is saying, it's time to come up. Come to who I've called you to be. Rise up. Awake, O righteousness. Awaken what's inside of you. You are more than a conqueror. If he's for you, who can be against you? His word is higher than his own name. If you can see yourself not as a slave or a servant, but a son of God who has the right to speak and creation obeys. Stop whimpering under that bondage of the bond and sickness and hurt and defeat and the curse. God's calling his church to arise. Be strong and very courageous. I'm not saying that unsympathetically. I'm speaking to you as your pastor who loves you. I don't know about you, but I found out very soon in my Christian walk, God doesn't take to crying and whimpering very well. We were going through a challenge as a ministry, and it seemed like everybody we knew that we needed was walking out the church. Things were crumpling, it was buckling. Strong leaders that we had for a few years, and you learn to start to lean on them. They like pillars. You know, it's bad enough when the side sails go and the, and, the, and the ropes go, but when the pillars start leaving, the, ah. and all of a sudden you start struggling and you still got all the same bills, you still got to you know, serve the same people. And one day I said to my wife, I said, I don't know, I'm doing everything I know to do, but I'm going to go get an answer. I'm getting an answer today. I'm going down to our building, and that day we, we, it was here on Victoria Street. We had these huge, big steel doors, and I told my wife, don't even try call me. I'm going, and don't even come and find me. I'm not coming home till I have an answer. I don't care if it takes one hour, one week, or one year. I'm not leaving till I have my answer. And I remember walking into that empty auditorium, sliding that big door closed behind me, and I went and lay at the altar. I started praying and interceding. And while I'm lying there, next moment, just this, this is, I've been trying so hard. Oh God, please, I was wrong. I mean, you called, you called me, you called, you sent me to this now, Lord. No, no, none of you done this. I'm just, you know, I'm just, 
I'm just telling on myself. Yeah, Lord, you, you, God, you, God, I need you. Yes, my heart, I can't try. I break it. It's all you, Lord. It's all you. This is your church. This is your church, Lord. Please, Lord, please, please. And I'm like, and, I'm, and eventually, how many you know something you can cry till you don't have cry left in you? You know that? <laughs> I thought that must impress God. I'm broken. Contrite heart. Eventually I went quiet. It was really quiet for a while. Then I heard, are you finished? It snapped me to attention. I guess I am. I realized he was not impressed by the last 10 minutes at all. That, it was like, are you finished? Yes, sir. Now you stand up. And I stood to attention, man. Now what did I tell you to do? Well, you said equip believers for the work of the ministry. Yeah? Teach them to prosper. Uh-huh. So what more do you need? All right, I guess that's my answer. <laughs> and I walked out there with a whole new intention, family. I had been awakened. I had an instruction. We planted the church on that instruction. And Jesus has built his church. And when the first storm comes and the first wind comes, I'm going to start looking at the waves and start looking at the storm. And God's snapping me back. Put your eyes back on me. Put your eyes on the Word. I don't care who leaves you. I am with you. I never leave you. I won't forsake you. Take what I've told you to do and just get back and do that. And I walked out there with a boldness that cannot be stopped. I've had people come, I mean experts, with all their letters and their DVDs in those days, you know, and, and now it's YouTube links and it's, you know, you can't phase me. Yeah, but that doesn't work anymore. And that's not, and that's over the top, and that's, give me a break. Like healing is not for today, Really? You're going to try and tell me with a wife who's been challenged since the age of 15 and everything the devil could possibly throw at her, including death. And every time the word brought us through, 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 the word brought us through. You're too late. Family of God, His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. But he keeps going. Verse 9. As the heavens, the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth. And what happens? It brings forth and it buds that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth, it shall not return to me void. It shall not return to me void, but it, what it? It, the word, the word, the word shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. 
See, I got into the trap of trying to build the church for Jesus. That's where I tripped. That's where I failed. I was trying to do this for God. I was trying to, he gave me the instruction, but I was trying to work it. I was trying to work it. And when you try and work it, you got to figure out who next to talk to. And you got to figure out who you should see and where you got to position and you got to posture and, and where you're going to get the right person. And, and you got to speak nicely to this one. And you got, you see, you working. God gave you one instruction. Let the word do the work. You work the word, the word will do the work. I sent my word and it won't return to me void. What does that mean? Why, why is the word void there? Because if it's talking about, because someone once said to me, no, that means God sends his word and now it's not coming back. No, no, the word, if he says the word, if I sent the word and it shall not return, full stop. It's not what he said. He said it will not return to me void. In other words, it is returning. but not void. His word is coming back. The word, Jesus. Okay, I'm gonna start wrapping this up. Don't miss Thursday morning now, because this is just on ramp. The word, God has an intention. God came up with the idea of healing. Word. God sent his word for what reason? To heal. When God went to Abraham, it wasn't like Abraham said, Who are you? I'm El Shaddai. Oh, would you please bless me? He didn't do that. God came to him and said, I am El Shaddai and I will bless you. Oh, what's blessing? Let me tell you what it is. He came up with the idea of blessing. It pleases God that his servant prospers. We didn't come up with the idea, please prosper me. It's his idea. But how's it going to happen? He sends his word to do it. The word is what's going to make it happen. But that word sent on its own. Man wouldn't exist without the Word of God. But the Word on its own has no power without the man. Oh, come on, you got to get a hold of that. Oh, you want to write that down? I said man wouldn't exist without the Word. But the Word has no power without the man. Now I can tell, you know, God's word is always powerful. Okay, go to the moon. What, what's happening on the moon right now? Is God on the moon? Is God on the moon? You better catch up on your theology now. God is omnipresent. Is God on the moon? Is there any power happening up there? Any healing? Any deliverance? Why? There's no man there. Last we checked. There's no man up there. So God's word sent to the earth is as useless as a Bible lying on a coffee table. 
So when He sends His Word with purpose, you've got to find the intention in that Word. What is it God wants that Word to accomplish? And when that Word is heard by a spirit that believes if God sent it, it must happen. Takes that Word without doubt, without fear, without compromise, without concern, without worry about feelings or about reputation or about any kickback and chooses to take that word, ignites it in their spirit, fills it with, packages it with the faith of God and delivers it back. God, you said, now sun stands still, moon stands still and creation. What kind of man stops a moon and sun? Now physicists will try and argue that whole thing. You know how fast we're going and if you stop the sun and you stop the earth from spinning, how are we going to go skidding off? And they've got all these theories. See, there you go. The word just fell void. That person will never see the miraculous. You want to see the miraculous? Joshua was told, if you speak, I'll listen. God did not say to any of these men that you hear speaking through, go and tell them this, go and say this. They just decide. We're running out of day. Okay. Uh, uh, uh. Sun, stop. Creation goes. And there's enough power in that believed word. Don't you know God knows how to figure out the physics? That thing's slinging, I mean moving, and he can just, whatever he needs to do, he can rewind that thing. What do you want me to do? Make the sun go further, forward or back? He didn't say, God, which way do we go? He says, you want it forward or back? The guy says, well, forward's easy. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Now, he's okay. You can accelerate the earth. I mean, can you think of the mind? Can the sun go forward or back? He says, oh, forward's easy. <laughs> Rewind it. Now I got you. Okay. Let's do that. Family, how are you ready to enter into the realm of the miraculous? The Word of God carries the power. Stop trying to think, what do I need to do to make this happen? I don't see Moses walking up to that sea and figuring out now, do we build a highway here? Do we tunnel? Do we have farther down? It's a little shallower that side, you know. I don't think he was even expecting it. He just went to God. God says, what do you have in your hand? Lift that. And I can just see that man. He knows he's God. Ah. Boom. He lifts that up. Now again, this is not written there, but I like to see inside the mind of a man. There the sea opens. Wow. 
You've got an aquarium this side and another aquarium that side. Can you just imagine a fish that day? Ooh, bloop, whoop, right, the wrong way. I don't know if the fish were dropping out or whether they saw the wall before they got, I don't know. But I just imagine that thing opening up and Moses staring at it. I know if it was me, I'd be looking at that thinking, now I would not have thought of that. Stop trying to figure your miracle out. Put the pressure on the Word. Put the pressure on the Word. Did you get something so far? Come on, let's give Jesus praise. Come stand to your feet. Just lift your hand and say, I've heard the Word of God. And I'm a hearer and a believer, not a doubter. And I believe that when I've heard the word, I put action to it. I am ready to see the miraculous. I receive God's word as he said it. And I take that word, I fill it with the faith God has given me. When I decree that word, and release it back into the heavens. All of heaven. All the angels go into action to make sure that what I just said happens. Do you believe that? Well, we have the backing of Jesus on that. He said, if you will speak to the mountain. But don't doubt that when you've spoken, things happen. You will see it happen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this session of Come Celebrate. We hope you enjoyed.